Okay, great. We are live. We are live. Uh, give thanks for everyone tuning in. Uh, I am your host, uh, JF Bay, right? This is the Third Eye High podcast, and we deal with this facts over feelings. And I'm just here to shine my light your way to help you find your light switch and keep your light lit. So I want to talk about this uh, very uh, big subject, or should I say this very big ass elephant in the room, right? What is this elephant in the room? We're going to cover it today, guys. Uh, censorship. Censorship is a weapon of cyber warfare. Censorship is a weapon of cyber warfare, right? And when I say that, we talk about the censorship that takes place on all the social media platforms, right? And we know that the social media platforms allows us to stay connected to, you know, pretty much anybody around the world, right? And if you have an idea of group think and they want everybody to be on group think there's nobody on the live here but we'll just go live until so now you'll have everybody on group think and those that don't want the world to start having independent conversations or independent thinking they want to control your speech they want to control the thoughts that we convey to each other uh, what we talk about on our social media, what we post, et cetera, et cetera, right? So now I want to go into a few things, right? Because who's waging this cyber warfare against the population? Now, we know when we get flagged on platforms that we're not talking hate speech, right? Because in the Constitution, hate speech is deemed something that causes violence, right? Now, my opinion can't cause violence, right? So it can't be deemed as hate speech. And how is it that one it's one-sided, where if they show us something in the media, we can't say, hey, don't show us that, it's hate speech. But if we post something on, our, on their platform, they have, you know, the control to turn our mics on or off based on our opinion. So I'm going to go into some things, right, because there are some laws that, that are being put in place to, to help us with this censorship, right? Salute to everyone that ever been censored. You know, I'm since again banned for the next 30 days from going live on Facebook, right? And I give uh, praise for a platform like this, right? That allows people to stay connected and people to come in and build in real time, right? But there was a lot of things going on with this censorship and we've seen it around election time, right? We've seen how they booted Trump off of Twitter. They, you know, they did all the stuff and, you know, everybody laughed and, you know, ate popcorn. But they use Trump as the martyr, right? Where if they could take him off and deem what he's saying is hate speech, what happens when they take you off and what you say is hate speech? You know, so we have to really uh, ask ourselves, what are we uh, looking to, 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 to get out of this if we don't push back? Meaning the more they censor, the more they will censor, right? And, and we could just complain about it or... We could loudly say something about it. And this is, you know, this is what we got to do. We got to loudly say something about it. And this is why we're on platforms like this, to loudly say something about it. So now, there were a few states that started to uh, enact bills or tried to push legislation to hold these uh, social media platforms accountable for when they censor us for just having an opinion. Right. Because if none of your posts got somebody harmed, how is that considered hate speech? 
when your rights is protected in the First Amendment. So in California, uh, a while back, they had an assembly bill. Yeah, I'm outside, you know, next to uh, the yachts and, you know, the boats and the, the helicopters and all kind of shit. But in California, they had something called the Assembly Bill 2408, right? Assembly Bill 2408. It was a law exposing major newspaper publishers to liability for the selection arrangements and promotion of the articles. So this particular uh, thing was going after media and then later the Internet to where they censored people or they would curtail their content right certain things couldn't be on my platform and instead of them being publishers they became you know kind of private content pushers right and we go back to this situation the biden administration they spent a million dollars into researching how misinformation affects confidence in vaccines now if you don't want to take the vaccine, that's your choice, right? But they're saying someone's influencing your choice because you've seen somebody's post telling you maybe the vaccines might be harmful. Stuff that might be truthful, right? But they deem it misinformation. So they spend a million dollars. And where do you think this million dollars is going to? To the social media platforms. You remember when uh, Mark Zuckerberg came out and they were saying that he was uh, censoring a lot of stuff with the election. And he threw that back on the administration and said, no, nah, you know, Biden and them purposely told me to censor anything opposing about the election and then anything anti-vaccine. So they would spend a million dollars creating this this fund to give social media platforms to basically monitor people's speech. So. We're looking at a country where you're saying the land of the free and you got freedom of speech, but yet on these platforms, we're seeing that we don't have the freedom of speech. And now the censorship is being used and where any one of us could be deemed a, a social media terrorist, right? So they would spend this million dollars. And on top of this, uh, Biden had an, an agency called the Misinformation Bureau right? The Misinformation Bureau. Now, family, if that's not George Orwell 1984, I don't know what is. The Misinformation <laughs> Bureau, right? Now, let's talk about that. What was the Misinformation uh, Bureau about? There was a woman, they had the head of the Misinformation Bureau. Biden's U.S. counter disinformation advisor resigns two months after She's on the job. So now they create this uh, disinformation bureau and the person they had to head this bureau, she resigned two months in because she probably knew what she was involved in was probably super illegal. Right. And this misinformation bureau, they, they, they said we no longer need it. But then you see the story where Biden has this million dollars to quiet anything talking against the vaccines even when people were saying the vaccines cause heart attacks, cause blood clots. They doubled back and the CDC put it on the website and said, yeah, it causes that. So are we compensated when we're pulled off of platforms for spewing misinformation that's later deemed to be truth? And who's responsible for saying what's true and what isn't? And how can something be truthful or deemed truthful if you're talking about the people that's combating 
your truth in the first place when it involves them. So this woman was kicked out of her position or she left her position rather because she see that she saw that it wasn't even needed. But in the Supreme Court in Texas, they have a law that they're pushing forward. Uh, House Bill 20, House Bill 20 in Texas. And the head, headline reads from the Associated Press, the battle over Texas social media censorship law is likely to go to Supreme Court. So now Texas said the citizens of the state of Texas, their, their freedom of speech is protected and they shouldn't be censored on social media platforms. So this is what this bill is about. It's about holding uh, social media platforms accountable for when they censor us. So it says uh, most of this stuff that goes on with this is dealing with this law, right? It says the latest uh, revelation provides that the CDC is rolling full stream ahead with their censorship campaign against citizens who speak up. So now this money, this million dollars that Biden's putting up to combat misinformation about vaccines, the money's going to be given to the CDC. So the CDC is going to be giving money to social media platforms to censor anyone talking against the vaccines. This is a problem here. This is a problem, guys. So whatever subject they deem to be against their agenda, they're going to censor you. We got to speak up about this. This new scheme to use taxpayer money intended to further scientific inquiry to instead stifle researchers and anyone who dares dissent from the Biden administration's ever-changing COVID narrative. So they, they're going to give up a million dollars to fight misinformation when every story they told us was information. They told us it came from bat soup. Nobody ate bat soup, but people still call coronavirus. Nobody... Uh, took the vaccine and whether you took the vaccine or not, you still managed to catch the so-called virus, right? But all of this stuff is a bunch of bullshit, but it's going to, if you question their agenda, you're going to be censored straight up and down. So uh, Florida had a law that they passed going against uh, social media censorship. Last year, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a landmark law that aimed to curtail uh, what the governor viewed as excessive censorship of conservative viewpoints by social media companies. So Florida has a law that they're pushing that's on the books. Texas is pushing one that's in the court that's going to soon be uh, adopted to where we're now going to be holding the social media platforms accountable when they censor us for something they deem is against their platform. They're going to have to qualify that. Because free speech and universally accepted in the hallmark of our democracy, right? While some of our country may have lost faith in free speech, we need to recall what Benjamin Franklin, one of the framers of the Constitution, published. When we are warned citizens about the importance of free speech, whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of the speech. This is what Benjamin Franklin said. Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation, right? So our liberties are being taken away. And how do you prove this? When you want to see someone trying to take over your liberty, someone trying to take over the nation, they do it by subduing the freeness of your speech. So now 
it's not just a yay situation where they censor Kanye for speaking about his ill treatment and racism that he's being treated. And then they call us racist for pointing out racism. They call us anti-Semitic when we're the true Jews. So we can't be against ourselves. So all of this stuff is they throw a rock and hide their hand and tell you to look the other way. So now what I'm getting at, if you're against their agenda, no matter what their agenda may be in the future, they're going to censor you too. And if you don't speak up against this censorship today, maybe they'll censor your babies tomorrow. Now, you're not free if you are being censored. Henceforth, why everyone was wearing masks around their mouths for almost three years. Now, if you're still wearing that mask that doesn't protect anything, I want you to look up something called bacterial pneumonia. Because the longer you wear that mask, you're giving yourself bacterial pneumonia, which mimics the same symptoms of the virus. So you're literally getting yourself sick. Knowledge and information will set you free. So what do they deem hate speech as being hateful? Why is speech that considered personally hurtful still free speech? Free speech is designed to protect unpopular, hurtful speech. We don't need the First Amendment to protect popular speech. The Supreme Court has held that freedom of speech applies to symbolic expression, such as displaying flags, burning flags, wearing armbands, burning crosses, and the like. But restrictions on speech because of its content, that is, when the government targets speakers' message, generally violates the First Amendment. So it's not considered hate speech if what I say doesn't invoke violence. So if my post doesn't invoke violence, it's not hate speech. These platforms should be charged a crime for silencing us on the platform, for committing a violation to their community uh, guidelines when it's not a crime in the country and it's not a crime on Facebook or any other platform. Because these platforms are not exempt outside the country. You know, they exist on the net, on the internet, but... They, these buildings physically exist somewhere. Facebook has a building in the country. So if they are doing business in the country, they have to add answer to their countrymen. But as Benjamin Franklin said it, if you want to take over a nation, first you subdue their free speech. And this stuff is, is, is revealing, man, you know, because this uh, assembly bill 2408, right? That's what they uh, put on the books to punish. And this is as of May of this year to punish the social media platforms. And I'm all for it, but I get it. But it should be a fine towards them to censor anyone. And you should have your right to say whatever you want to say, because if they could show me someone getting shot by the police on my timeline, I shouldn't get banned from the platform for talking about the shooting. You get what I'm saying? It makes no sense. They can show us whatever they want to show us and it's not deemed hate speech, but if we have an opinion about what we're being, we're being uh, shown, then we are supporting hate speech. Nope. So these social media platforms are being used as weapons. They're being used as cyber warfare against us. And if we don't speak out now, we're gonna have a problem. You know, he gave a million dollars up. You can't give any reparations. You can't give any housing to the homeless. You can't feed the homeless but you can give a million dollars to censor people's opinion on a social media platform. This is the, the Biden administration. 
They're just shilling away money. This shit makes no sense at all. So I want to go into uh, this other portion here, right? If you're censored on social media, I want you to screenshot all of the interactions you had with them, whether you had to, uh, you know, they, they voted on it, whether, you know, we're going to, we're going to vote on this and make a decision, whether it's hate speech. Look at, you know, how they ban you, how they reprimand you. You're banned for 30 days, banned for 20 days. All these are infractions where we should be able to sue and get paid and get compensated for this. So screenshot all of this and send a letter to your attorney general. Send a letter to your attorney general in your state to say, hey, they have a bill in Texas and in Florida that stops this, that stops this, this tyranny on these social media platforms. I'm being silenced. I'm being bullied. Right? They kick us off the platforms for bullying when we're being bullied. So now screenshot all of those infractions that they say you committed on their platform, and now you should be compensated monetarily. Screenshot that and send that and send an email to your attorney general. When we start doing this state by state, we get this law put on the books in every state. Because if we allow them to continue with this, it's just going to be more censorship. So this thing is going to the Supreme Court. As of uh, this story was uh, put in the Associated Press on September 19th, uh, Texas law going against uh, fining the social media platforms for excessive censorship. So now they they had a disinformation bureau, right? That's like a what was the movie where the thought police, right? Where it was a crime to think and, uh, you know, the minority report where they would arrest you for a crime you thought about committing. And that's where we're going in this country. And it might seem harmless just because it's on a few social media platforms, but how does the world stay connected? We, we all, you know, engaged in technology. We're on these, you know, platforms. Your children are using these social media platforms. So we have to find a way to have a voice on these platforms or we don't need to have our voices on these platforms because you know these companies are worth billions but like they wouldn't have no billions if they didn't have the advertising dollars if they didn't have the users so we're the users the subscribers on these platforms and they're trying to censor our voice but they pimp our data and make money off our fucking data even when they have data breaches and oops you let out your information, your social security number, your credit card number. Hey, file a class action lawsuit. You might give everybody $27. And then the lawsuit will, will, will go into litigation for five or six years. No, these social media platforms have to pay immediately. Cash at me. As soon as you ban me off a platform for saying something that's hate speech, when it's protected speech, and it's just having an opinion about the truth, because the truth is now deemed hate speech. And we have to start calling this shit out. And we know who runs the media, the same people that run the social media platforms. And we don't got to get into uh, this or that situation. We're going to talk status. Status and only status. So this disinformation, here we go. Biden's administration created 
the Disinformation Bureau. They never had this in any other president administration in the history of this country. Because if you had it, they would say, hey, they're running this shit like North Korea, right? North Korea could turn off the internet for everybody in the country. So now we're looking at something similar to this shit with this uh, Biden's administration Disinformation Bureau that was since disbanded. But now they're giving the money straight to the social media platforms. That's the problem. They're giving Facebook, they're giving Instagram, they're giving Twitter money to censor us. Money that's coming from taxpayers. So they're, we're basically paying for our own censorship. Listen to what I'm saying. We're paying for our own censorship. So the head of this disinformation bureau, she quit after three months of, of working the job. Her name was... Uh, her last name was Janikowski. Janikowski. What was this lady's first name? I gotta pull up the other. Her name. Her last name was Janikowski, right? And she left after three weeks. She says, "I believe this is a major strategic error of the administration." But she went on to Twitter and utterly adherent that she had been turned into a punching bag. So, for everyone that was being censored, they were looking at her as the scapegoat. So for the government so, uh, censoring us, from the social media platform censoring us, they used her as the head director of the bureau as the punching bag to say she's doing the censorship when she was just the head of, of a bad idea, a tyrannical idea, some North Korea type shit. But you notice that all of the people that he puts in position as administration, they all step down from the job. What happened to the coronavirus task force? You don't even see that shit happening no more. What happened to the coronavirus briefings? You don't see none of that no more. Because once they have us invested into the lie, we'll just push the lie on ourselves. Nobody's questioning none of this stuff. But we have to. And the minute we try to question these things, it's deemed as disinformation or hate speech. Now, which one is it? Now, is disinformation hate speech or is hate speech disinformation? <laughs> They're just throwing around trigger words here. Because no one was harmed, so it's not hate speech. If it's the truth, it can't be disinformation. It's more like what we're going to call it tyranny. We're going to call it censorship of the population. Giving people an experimental drug, we're going to call that depopulation. So I just want you guys to, to think a little bit more as to where this conversation is going. Every time you allow yourself to be censored and you don't speak up about it, you don't like document all this stuff. Start sending these correspondence to the attorney generals. Right? These are the people that, the elected officials that are public servants, they work for us. So you're spending tax money, paying these people's salary, and you're not even looking at what their job description is. We letting all these people continue to get a salary and we getting pushed around and they're allowing this scandemic to continue. Makes no sense. So screenshot all of your infractions. You're getting kicked off. I got a strike on my YouTube channel, right? For posting a clip from the Drink Champs interview. Now, I didn't get a strike from Revolt for posting their content. I got a strike because the interview was deemed hate speech. But the interview came from another channel that was on YouTube. They pulled it personally and said it was hate speech. YouTube didn't deem it hate speech. 
So it's showing you that it's a mob mentality to where if someone says, hey, this idea can't exist on the internet. And anyone supporting this idea, we're gonna silence them. We're gonna censor them. I have a problem with that, guys. Because if you were saying this outside on your porch, having a conversation with three or four of your friends and someone came around and gagged you and tied you up and threw you in a van, that's the same thing as censoring you on the internet. It's no different because now it came back out with PayPal is gonna fine people $2,500 if you're tied to pushing misinformation with your business. Make that make sense. Who's PayPal? How does PayPal get to deem what's hate speech, what's disinformation? You see where we're going with this? What if McDonald's don't serve you because, hey, you said some shit on your Facebook page? What if you can't get served at the bank because you said something on your, on your Twitter? This is where we're going. And if we're laughing because it happens to a, a Kanye or it happens to a Donald Trump and you don't think it's going to happen to you, you're sadly mistaken. We got to pay attention to what's taking place. I got a strike on my YouTube channel for posting some content that YouTube allowed to be on the platform. They allowed 2 million people to watch it before the channel took it down. YouTube didn't take down the Drink Champs interview of Kanye. The channel took it down. Revolt took it down because it was ran by a company that subscribes to a system classism. Classism at its highest form. We're gonna call it what it is. And if I say another class doesn't have a voice, then I censor you. You hurt my feelings with what you said. If it's not defamation and you can't sue me for it, then it can't be a crime. How can it be hate speech and not defamation? See what's going on? These platforms aren't suing us for what we post. So how can they censor you for saying it's hate speech if no one was harmed? There's no injured party. So we need to be compensated for every time it's a data breach on all these social media platforms. We need to be compensated in real time. Cash at me that. I know we're going to get in the litigation 10 years in a class action and, and they pay us 10 fucking dollars, but gave all our personal sensitive information away. Oops, our bad. That makes no fucking sense. Facebook had about six or seven data breaches. Twitter had a data breach. Equifax had a data breach. All of these companies that have our information. And the government finds them and the government get their money off top. But we were the injured party. That was our information. See how this stuff makes no sense? And we have to start moving as a collective. We're not talking about race. We're talking about oppressed people. Are you being censored? You're part of the oppressed, regardless of your race. And you have to look at, well, who's oppressing all of us? And we keep talking about this system. We are in a system. And the matrix is real. We're not talking conspiracy. We're talking real, true-to-life facts. And we all should, should have the right to stand on our facts, to speak our truth. If what I'm saying isn't true, then just let it fly. Keep scrolling. Why is it that the users don't have a problem with what someone else posts on their, on their page, but the platform does? That's censorship. That means you're scrolling, looking for content to take off the platform. I got banned off of Facebook for 30 days because I'm doing uh, builds on the Bible. 
I'm giving people true insight from the Bible. I helped over 300 people get successful religious exemptions, keep their job, uh, keep their status in school, didn't have to take an experimental vaccine, and all they did was write a letter using the Bible. This is why they don't teach the Bible in the schools. This is why they, they ban you off of Facebook for talking about the Bible. But if somebody's twerking or if I'm robbing somebody, I could sh literally commit a crime on Facebook and they'll keep it on the stream. We have to, we have to take back our control as the users of these platforms because we're being used, right? We're being used for our energy. Just like in the Matrix when they said that everyone's plugged up to the battery, right? The platforms, the social media platforms have no power, no prestige, no money if they don't have users, right? YouTube needs subscribers and we are the people that cast a vote, right? Because all the subscribers, all the users on these platforms, we give them their validity. We give them their monetary standing in the business world and we got to take that shit back. You don't like what I post? Well, how about I'm not on your platform? How about I get off? How about I just sue your platform and get paid off top? And this, and this kind of stuff has to happen. And it will happen. Because the more they keep trying to push an agenda, and the more people are waking up to it being an agenda, you know what? Those conspiracy theorists had a point, right? You, you got the average knuckle-dragger, the 85%, they're all saying, you know what? Those conspiracy theorists people had a fucking point. So we got to look at it like this now. Because the more you start scratching your head at like, I don't believe what the fuck I'm seeing, no matter how much a big uh, Hollywood production is put behind these news stories, we know some bullshit when we see it. And if we're going to be censored for pointing it out, what are they telling you? That at some point, we're going to force this agenda on you. They do shit in stages, incrementally. To enslave a society, first you start by subduing their free speech. We're not in the days of newspapers no more. The free speech is now in your pocket. You can go online and, and connect with thousands of people in the world. That's power. And we need to take our power back because when your voice is silenced, you're powerless. We keep saying, oh, they're doing this to the biggest celebrities. What are they telling you? If they kick them out the whip and they back to the general population, what do you think they're going to do to you? They censored yay. You think they won't censor you tomorrow? You think they won't say, hey, you can't bank here tomorrow? They won't start closing your business deals? Look at all the businesses that were closed since this scandemic started. They didn't get bailed out. They didn't get none of the PPP money, the PPP loan money. Or look at all of the big corporations that got some of the money that didn't even need it. We're going to act like this two and a half years didn't happen, people? This is an experiment. And they're going to roll this fake virus bullshit into the next election. We need to start writing our list of demands. Nobody's coming to your community for your vote if they can't meet your demands. Fuck that. We done with that. We done with the shucking and jiving, the nice suit, shake hands and kiss babies routine. We're done with that. As a society, if we don't demand the things we need for our society, the society will collapse. It will collapse. And it's just that simple. So I want us to just take this into account speak up louder 
Speak up louder. You ever been censored on a platform? Ask yourself, what was I talking about that somebody was so sensitive about? You start following that rabbit hole to where it goes because you are the modern day truth tellers. It's not the news. You're not watching CNN. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's Instagram feed can get more views than CNN today. These corporations don't have the power. They have the illusion of the power. And what's the power? The people's attention. So if attention is power, when we have someone's attention, we have to be speaking about something. Let's get all of our platforms just talking about sports and a bunch of other shit. All that's trivial. I get it. What matters in your life right now? Start speaking up about that shit. Because someone else relates to it. And then maybe they'll start speaking up. Because they can censor one, two, three of us, but they can't censor all of us. Because you're going to find out that if we're all talking about the same message of we all want freedom, we all just want to be free and to be left alone to determine our destinies. And to be able to speak our mind if we so see it fit to do so. Everyone should have that right. And who should have the power to say who doesn't have the right? Where did they get that authority from? Power corrupts. Absolutely. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. So the more they keep taking power from us, the more power they're going to take from us. What happens if you can't get a certain job because you made a post on your Facebook? Welcome to the future. You ever see that episode of Black Mirror when they had the, the, the social, uh, what, what was your social credit? Everybody had a social credit. It was people in the population wouldn't talk to you because you had a low score. You know what I'm saying? You had, you had a low score. It's like you had your fucking uh, credit score on your forehead. So now what if your views and your political views was written on your forehead and, and businesses didn't bank with you because you voted for a certain person? Do you see where this is going? This is where this country's going and we're just allowing it to happen. Oh, they just censored that guy. It's just that guy. Oh, that's a loud mouth celebrity. Censor that guy. He's anti-Semitic. He's not anti-Semitic. He's talking about what's taking place to a people that are being ignored generationally by a people that benefit from someone else's suffering. You, you don't pay any reparations for slavery, but you can make billions of dollars off of slave movies. Like that makes sense. You don't see hundreds of Holocaust movies, right? Because those families would be, hey, hey, somebody's monetizing my pain. Wait a minute. We're going to protest. But everyone else can make money off of our pain and still don't compensate the people that have been through this Holocaust and are still going through this Holocaust. So miss me with the Holocaust talk. Because if you don't sympathize with my suffering, when I continue to sympathize with yours, that makes no sense. So I, I, I come with this message in love and I'm not speaking on hate against anyone, right? If you hate something, it's because you hate a condition. You want the condition to change. I don't hate a person. I, I, I hate a person that subscribes to the idea. Of what you call this racism thing. Because it's not that. It's more of a class system. We're going to give one group more than the other. And we're going to control both groups. And we're going to stay in the shadows. And, and no one's going to call us out. 
And whoever calls us out, we're going to call them anti-Semitic. We create the institutional racism, but we're going to call you a racist. That's reverse psychology. That's mental illness at its highest level. Racism, the conversation of racism is mental illness in itself. You're trying to explain a condition to your oppressor that has you oppressed. Racism exists. What? I don't know. I'm not racist. Where is it? Can you point out racism to me? This is us trying to explain this to America. And when you understand that it's an exercise in futility, it's insanity doing the same thing over and, and not getting a different result, they don't even want us to have the conversation on it. Who is it sensitive to, them or us? We went through the suffering, but it's sensitive to them for calling them out, for saying, hey, you're still benefiting from slavery? In fact, you still have us enslaved? Like, make that make sense. And they attack Kanye for, for, for pointing that out. And anyone that, that, that attacked him, that stood with that agenda, they showing you how they get their money. All those celebrities, we should cancel them instead of canceling him. Because he's saying, make it right with the people you wrong. Stop making movies about how you fucking wronged us. <laughs> and then making money off the movie. But you don't want to pay any forms of reparation. Make that make sense. That's warfare. To call anyone of the indigenous population, the true Americans, the copper-colored indigenous races, here before the Europeans arrived, as per Webster Merriam Dictionary, as the definition for American. Later applied to the Americans of European descent. See, they became white, which was an idea. They became naturalized, the Naturalization Act of 1790, where a group of people of different mixed races that didn't have white skin, they all agreed upon an idea, white lives matter. They agreed upon an idea of this free white person status. So they became white, Naturalization Act of 1790. So if they became one status, then another group of people had to be given another status. That's the black conversation. Now we can agree, anyone that subscribes to being black, I myself am the true American, the true indigenous person of this land, and have kinfolk in Africa, yep. But I'm indigenous to all the lands because I am the true original being. I am of the bloodline of Christ, the original Jew. So when we point that out, Revelations 3.9, there will be a people pretending to be a Jew of the synagogue of Satan who are not of the people of God. This is the conversation we're having. These people adopted a status that wasn't theirs. So they hide under a status of a people that suffered. So they never have to talk about the people that they caused the suffering upon. That's the so-called black and white conversation. That's the so-called African-American conversation. But if you're called an African-American, why aren't they called European-American? Why are they just called Americans? Because they were naturalized, which means they became U.S. citizens under the banner of free white persons under the Naturalization Act of 1790. So now what did the, the free slaves or the so-called people from Africa or the true indigenous Americans, what were they called? a status called black. Because my beard is black, my locks are black, my hoodie's black, but my skin is brown. 
but your skin isn't your identity. So now, what is the status of black? If white was given to them, diluting to Caucasian and the Caucasus Mountains, but it was really the free white person's status of class, then black was a status called civilitaire mortus. Now, civilitaire mortus is a Latin legal term that means your rights are civilly dead in the eyes of the law. So how do we prove that black means civilitaire mortus? Well, murder is illegal in every country. Murder is illegal in every country. So when a cop shoots a so-called black person, a civilitaire mortus status, you gotta march in the streets and say your life matters. You have to remind someone, don't kill me, my life matters. You don't have to remind them of anyone else's status, but the status called civilitaire mortus. Henceforth, black lives matter. But when you say all lives matter, because they do because murder is a crime. So when we continue to call ourselves a status, they continue to treat us as the status. And then we keep saying that they're white, they keep treating themselves and acting upon said status. So in 1790, when they were naturalized, they took an oath and pledged to become US citizens. But the people that are Americans that they call so-called African-Americans, we didn't have to get naturalized because we were already born on the land. Just soil of the land. Jose Guinness of the blood. The true indigenous people of the land. So now they give you the lowest status of the land and the newly people that came here that said they were Englishmen themselves in their history books became the Americans. So this is how the pilgrims became the Indians. Because many of the so-called Europeans perpetrate themselves all as Native Americans today. This is the statement that they would call $5 Indians. See, in the 1800s, you could pay a $5 premium and you could be listed on the census roll as being Native American. And many of them did. And they got some of the monies that was paid to the reservations of that. Because all of that was a fraud too. Because you had the American Indian, which they called the Negro, that was synonymous. And they later changed it and said Native American. And then you had the Mongolian mixed later tribes that were here, but they came later to the Americas. And they perpetrated their story off as being the first people of the land. But they called hell too. So I'm not dismissing their story too. But I'm saying our story is their story. Because the, 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 the Creek Wars, they were fighting the Seminole Indians. These people look like <laughs> the people in Florida with locks in their hair. <laughs> they were the Seminoles. The War of 1812, where all of the country, France, Britain, and Spain, they all were fighting to cut up ownership of the Americas. So how can these people that were fighting for America later be called the Americans? Not fighting for, to protect America, they were literally fighting to divvy up the land. There's a great, uh, great uh, book, if you want to check out the War of 1812, that, that, you know, confirms all this. So a lot of this stuff, the truth is right in front of us, people, that I really want to highlight. And we got to get back to reading. You know what I'm saying? We got to get back to reading. Even if you want to get into the audio books, however you got to get the information, get back to independent journalism, get back to independent research, get back to independent study. That way we know when they put out a story, they spin us. That way we don't even get our energy to it. Let's stop putting bullshit on our timeline. Before you post that story, See where it exists on three other publications. 
See who's pushing that story. What's the agenda behind this story? Are they trying to change the way my people are thinking with this post? Am I sharing some shit that's going to further put my people to sleep? We got to start policing ourselves. Because the stuff that we sharing, that they allow us to share, that's the stuff that keeps their agenda going. But the minute we, we, we check their agenda, that shit is deemed as hate speech. So we got to understand that it's a game being played and this shit is chess and not checkers. So I want you guys to stay, stay, stay vigilant and stay focused and keep posting truth. Keep sharing truth. Keep telling about truth. And eventually they can't hide the elephant in the room. So until next time, this is the Facts Over Feelings Third Eye High podcast. I am your host, JF Bay. And I'm just here to shine my light your way to help you find your light switch and keep your light lit. And you can listen outside of this platform to other builds I've done on my podcast. Wherever you get your podcast content, you just put in third, three R D, the letter I, the word high, H-I-G-H, and third eye high facts over feelings. You can catch my podcast on Amazon, Apple Music, uh, Anchor, Spotify, anywhere you get your content. And I just want to thank you guys for listening and follow me on this uh, platform here. And I look forward to uh, very conscientious bills moving forward. And yeah, the truth won't set us free. And that's the solution to the bullshit we're looking at. Uh, You know, as far as this control and the censorship, we got to continue to speak our message, continue to call it out that we're being censored and look at why we're being censored. Because if we're all speaking the same thing, then if we're standing on truth, somebody standing on a lie. Peace, love, and more light. Enjoy the rest of the day, guys. Peace.